everybody. <laughs> uh, this actually has part to, to do with the, the sermon series, the new series that we're doing. Uh, we're going to be starting a series today I'm so excited about. This is one I've been wanting to do for, uh, for months, and I truly, honestly believe this is going to be one of the most impactful series that we've ever had in our life. I really mean that. It is, it is changing my life as we're doing this. I pray that it changes yours as well. I just want you to know that uh, today we're going to be also selling some books out here because on Wednesday nights, we're going to be doing the, uh, the same thing. It's called The Battle for the Mind, and we're going to be doing that series. If you've been to the, the midweek series and things and, and, and know the, the group that we do that. We meet in, in here, and uh, it just have a blast together, and we learn every time. It, uh, you know that it's amazing. If you've never been, come this Wednesday. You can also eat at, I think, like 6 or 6.15 is when we start the, the meals, 6 o'clock, and then about uh, 6.45 is when we meet in here. So grab a book uh, because you'll want to go along with that. We also have uh, men's uh, Bible studies on this and women's Bible studies on this, and we're also on next week we'll have a, uh, a, a study in the middle of this. Also want you to know that there will going to be, at the end of this ser- or second service, there will be the Taste of Crossroads Luncheon. If you, this is your first Sunday or if you've been coming here for a long time, this is a great way for you to get to know me and me to get to know you and you to understand what the vision of Crossroads Church is all about. So hope to hope to see you there. Uh, and this is, this is really, uh, I want us to understand this, and maybe this is the picture for the, whole, for the whole series here. I want us to think that wherever, if you're riding a bike, no matter what, wherever the, the front wheel is headed, that's the way you're going, right? And it, you may want to go this direction, but if the, the, the wheel is going this direction, you're going to go this direction even if you want to go this direction. And the Bible says, go ahead and throw those verses up there. Watch, the, watch these. The first one is, says that, well, I guess we're not going uh, to. It says that as a person thinks in their heart, so they are. As a person thinks in their heart, so they are. And go ahead and throw the second one up there. Listen to this. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's saying that I don't care where you want to go. It's the direction of your mind that you're going to go. You may want to have, you cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. You cannot be going towards heaven if your minds are going towards hell. You cannot be, you can't be a, you know, have a, a, a critical or, a, or be a positive person with a critical mind. You can't be a joyful person if you're having a, a, a mind that's just, that's always just, you know, just thinking of the victim and things like this. Wherever, picture this, wherever your, your mind is going, that is where your life is going to be going. Your mind is going in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Always has been and always will. And just remember, we need to remember that. Something that we also need to realize is we are in, we call it the battle for the mind because it's really true. We are in a battle. We're in a battle and we need to realize that, you know, just in World War II, you had different theaters. You had the uh, two main theaters. You had the European theater and you had the Pacific theater. In the same way, there, there is a war going on in the theater. All, 99 times out of 100 is right here. It's between our ears. And whether it's a, a spiritual thing going on, whether it's an emotional thing going on, or relational, the, the, the battle is really taking place right here. Now, if you're a child of the 80s and you're a Pat Benatar fan, you came to believe that love is a battlefield. But in reality, this is, you know, the mind is the, uh, is the battlefield. And listen to this, because really it's a battle between Satan's lies in your life and God's truth in your life, and which one you're going to believe. Because whatever you agree with, whichever one you agree with, that's going to be the power of your, in your life, and that's the direction you're going to go. You're either going to be heading towards Satan's lies or you're going to be going towards God's truth. And listen to this verse. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It says this, 
For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Understand this. Listen to this. Just what we got. We are in a war. We don't fit. You can't help that. You are in a war. There's a war between spiritual things going on. We're in that war. There's no neutral party in there. You're in a war, but also that we don't battle the way the the regular battles are, are fought. It's a different battle. And it's crucial, crucial, crucial for you to understand that as a child of God, you have spiritual weapons that are available to you to win this, uh, to win this battle. And everybody say the word power. The word here for power is the word dunamin in Greek, and it, it's where we get the word dynamite from. God has dynamite power ready for you to fight the spiritual battles, especially this one going on with the mind. And look at what, what is that power for according to this verse? To demolish strongholds. So the big question is, what is a stronghold? The, it's not a word we use every day in the English language. And the Greek word, it, it, it can be a positive word or a negative word. Positively, it means that there's a castle that the enemy can't get into. Negatively, which is where it is used here, it is, it is a prison that, uh, that, that, you're, that, you're, uh, that, you're, that you're inside, that you can't escape from. That's what this uh, is talking about there. And you think about this, Satan is always going to be whispering things in your ears. He's always going to be talking to you about things like this. You don't measure up. You never will measure up. You are ugly. God doesn't love you. God doesn't care about you. You can't be forgiven. You're, you know, you're, God doesn't hear your prayers. You're never going to make it. You're, and goes on and on and on and on. And here's the thing. Satan doesn't put us in that prison all at once. It's, he puts it brick by brick. Every time he brings a lie and we think, yeah, we agree with that lie, that's another brick that's built up there. And, and suddenly we find ourselves, man, we have believed a lie so much that it so affects our life. It affects everything that we do. It affects our joy. It affects our peace. It affects our relationships. It affects everything because we have believed this lie, and he has put us in this, in this, in this prison that we are, have the stronghold. But do not miss this, that there's a word that God has that he wants to take place in those strongholds, and it's the word demolish. Go ahead and show us some of these. I want you to get the picture of demolish, okay? Here's demolish, Okay? It's not just changing it a little bit. It's just not like just affecting it in a little way. I mean, demolish is, it is going down. It is, it is completely destructed. This is the picture that I want us to have. This is what God wants, us, wants to do to the strongholds in our life, to the prisons, to the lies of the enemy that Satan has, has with us. And also this, it says, do something else. We get captive, what's the next word? Every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we're going to talk about that more, what that means to take captive every thought. In fact, the next few weeks, we're going to, how do we do that? How do we take captive the thoughts to make it obedient to, obedient to Christ? Well, let's go back to, to what we looked at. As, as a person thinks in their heart, so they are. I mean, think about this. If you, if you think you can't, you know what? You're going to find out you can't. I mean, that's what's going to happen. That is according to wherever it is. If your direction is there, you're going to go that direction. And if you believe you can't, you are not going to be able to do it. But on the other hand, if you believe you can, if you believe that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength, suddenly you're going to find yourself doing things you never thought possible. It's all on where the direction is in our inner mind. If you believe you're a victim, if you believe that everything has happened, all the world's against you and God's against you and people are against you and everything's against you, you are going to find out that that's, that's, that's living out in life, that you're going to find yourself a victim in circumstances in life. 
But if you believe that you are more than a conqueror through him who loved us, you're going to find yourself in, in victorious situations more than you ever had. You're going to find yourself winning a lot more than you're losing if you just believe in that direction. If you're dwelling on the problem, those problems are going to, uh, are going to overwhelm you. They're going to intimidate you. But if you're focusing on God and the promises that God has, you're going to, be, you're going to find yourself having faith and you're going to have you find less and less doubt and more and more faith. It's all determined by where our mind is, what our thoughts are, where our thoughts are are going. And here's the one thing I want to do today. If you have in your, in your bulletin, there's this little, little insert. And if you don't have the insert, there's just a number between 1 and 10 on, on these different things. And this is just between you and God. If you have a pen, you may want to write it in there. If you, want, if you don't have a pen or you just want to just put it down mentally, where do you stand on this? this, is, this we're just going to have a thought audit of how we're doing with the things in our, uh, in our minds. So let's take a look at this. The first one that it says is worried versus peaceful. Where, what direction, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, are you more towards the worried or are you more towards peaceful? Are things bothering you? Are you, are you anxious? Are you, are you worried? Are you scared about different things? Or are you really living at peace? Are you really trusting in God? Are you really you know, just relaxing, knowing God has everything, and you're really relaxing in, in there? Which one, on a scale of 1 to 10, just take one second, where are you in that? And be honest with yourself. Be honest, because I think maybe this is a, an eye-opening experience for, for a lot of us. The next one is negative versus, uh, versus positive. Are you, are, you, are you generally negative about life or gen- generally positive about life? Do you see a problem in every solution? Do you see a, lo- a, sol- uh, do you see a, a solution in every, in every problem? Do you see, are you, are you somebody who, who, do you feel like life is good and getting better? Do you feel like life is really rough and, and probably getting worse in life? Which one? How about this one? How do you view people? Are you, when you see people, are you critical towards them? Do you look at what they're wearing? Do you see what they're doing? Everything like that. Or are you, are you positive towards that and really look for the good in, in people? Where's your mind going on, uh, on that? How about the, the next one is contrast between the worldly mind and, a, uh, and an eternal mind. In a worldly mind, are you thinking about everything about you, revolving around you and me, what I want, what I need, what I, 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 I? Or are you looking and saying, you know what? This, this world is more than just about me. And how am I, how am I connecting with God? How am I impacting my, uh, my world? How am I making a difference in, in, this, in this world? Are you being squeezed in the mold of this world, according to Romans 12.1? Is the world squeezing you into how you believe and how you think? Or are you really, is God's word and God's uh, transforming you? Uh, which one is there? Because here's the thing, as you're doing that, what, is it, what, it, what are you hearing? I mean, is this something that you're going, you know what, how are you doing? Are you happy with the direction where your mind is? Are you happy? Are there places that are, that are really big spots that you, need to, that you need to change? Are there things that are at least some spots you're going, you know what, maybe I'm an 8, I want to be a 10. Or maybe you're going, you know what, right now I'm about a 2 in that area, and I realize that, that I really need to change the way I'm, uh, I'm thinking. Another thing, and I'll be honest with you, um, I need this message. This, you know, some messages I'm doing okay on some of this. This message is for me, okay? That I said that some, uh, to somebody last night. I'm saying, okay, I'm preaching to me on this whole series. If you want to hear something out of it, hope you get everything out of it. Hope you get everything out of it. Mind, do, but, but this is something, this is where God is working on me because I'm really realizing that where my thoughts go, my life is going to go. And in and, and my life, it is going to make a difference what I'm thinking, what I'm believing, whether I'm believing God's truth or whether I'm believing Satan's lies. And so uh, the, ne- the next few uh, I would today, I just want to focus on one thing. We're going to kind of lay the foundation for the rest of the time. And here's, I want to make something really practical and really easy that we do. The first thing is this. I want you to identify the number one stronghold 
that Satan is, 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 is giving you a lie in? What's the one thing? Maybe you've believed it just a few months. Maybe you've believed it from the time you were a little boy or a little girl. What is the lie that has kept you from being everything God wants you to be, from enjoying life that God wants you to, uh, to enjoy, to, to, to being truly free? What's the thing? What's, uh, grab one, because there may be several that, you, that you're thinking of. Grab one. Grab the biggest one that you have there. And I just thought, here's some maybe. This, I mean, there, we could do hundreds and hundreds, but maybe you can relate to some of these. I can't trust anybody. I can't get close to anybody. I'm unlovable. No matter what I do, it's never going to be enough. That was a big one in my life. I don't have what it takes. All men are blank. All women are blank. I will always fall to that temptation. I will always be addicted to that. I'm never going to be at a job that I love. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to find that person. Or I'm never going to be happy in the marriage that I'm in right now. I can't forgive that person. Somehow, every relationship I ever have eventually falls apart. I'll never be close to my kids. I'll never be close to my parents. I'll never be close to my siblings. It goes on and on and on and on, doesn't it? But maybe one of those, maybe it's something completely different. But what is one of the things that you go, you know what? I've been believing that lie from the time I was a little boy or a little girl. That is a lie that has completely affected my life. Why uh, Why is it important to identify this? Because this is important. Every thought that we ever think... It, it affects our mind. Do you know that? Every thought you ever have, it has a, it, it, our brain literally redesigns itself again about every thought that we, that we have. There's a chemical neurological change that happens with every thought that we have. Uh, and that can be a good thing or a bad thing, can it? If you think, if you think positive thoughts... Here's something really cool, and you know what I'm talking about. The, the body will give you a, a positive drug called dopamine, okay? This, that if there's a positive thought, you can get a, 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 a legal good high by something, by just thinking good thoughts. Because, and you know what I mean, because say, say this, somebody gives you good news, and all of a sudden, man, just that euphoric feel, dopamine in your mind, right? You get, your team wins the big game, boop, dopamine, right? That somebody comments on your Facebook page, your Instagram thing, and boop, you know, the, there, there it is. Dopamine go, uh, goes in there. You can have anything. Somebody says, man, you look so good today. Man, I love your hair. You smell good. Boop, dopamine, right? Sylvia can say, I'm thinking about you. When are you coming home? Boop, dopamine, right? I mean, you can, I mean we can have that, that feeling. And isn't it cool? If you've ever trained an animal, you know something. Uh, that you know that you should give it positive reinforcement. You give it positive reinforcement. If it does something that's right that you want it to do, you give it. A, you either give it a treat. You you know you you say way to go, good boy, good girl, something like that, and you make it where that animal wants to do that again. God has given us this incredible thing. He has wired our body that when we have good thoughts, when we have positive thoughts, when we have godly thoughts, it rewards us. And he goes, you know what? I'm gonna, I want you to think that thought again. Our brain goes, you know what? That's a good thought. Think it again. And it actually rewards us as we, uh, as we do that. And something else, what else happens is it creates a neural pathway. Every time, think of this. This is so important. Every time you have a thought, it creates a path. Okay? And the, that makes it the next time you have that thought, it, it, it makes it easier to think that thought. And the, the path gets wider and wider and wider and wider and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until that's your standard, that's where you go. As soon as something happens, you go to that thought. That's your standard MO thought because you've made, you've made a, a path there. 
You know, my, uh, I, I grew up in Colorado, as many of you know, and, and I lived on the top of a hill that overlooked uh, the, the city of Boulder, Colorado. And, and there's a, just a ton of kids that lived on that, uh, on our block. And so we would walk to school in the, in the morning. I'm talking about elementary. I still remember this. And what we'd have to do is we'd have to go down the hill. So imagine going down the hill about two, uh, about two, two and a half blocks, and then take this sharp left. I mean, absolutely just going uh, the other direction. And what's really dangerous is as you're taking this, there's no sidewalk, and you're walking into incoming traffic. I don't know what parents thought in those days. It was just like, you know, I mean, it was like, yeah, you're going into traffic, so what, heading that way? I mean, I think kids that grew up in that generation should have like, you know, I survived my childhood, right? It was just like, so, but we'd go down there, and it was just, it was a pain in the rear because we'd go a block and a half this way, a block and a half that way, and really dangerous as we're, as we're doing it. Well, one time we just realized there's a vacant lot over here, and all we had to do was just start going, was, was try to go through this lot. Now, at first, it had, you know, sagebrush and everything in it, and it, was, uh, it had, had weeds and everything, but we thought, if we just do this and cut between this house, we're going to save three blocks, and that's what we did. Now, the first time we did it, you know, you're cutting through sagebrush and everything, and it's not easy, but after a while, as several, several people are doing that, suddenly there's this little path that's forming. And then after a while, there's, a, there's a, a bigger path. And after a while, there's a really, really big path. And, you know, we've started realizing, you know, this other way's stupid. I mean, this way's stupid. It's, just, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. It's not getting us where we want to go. And it's, and it's also dangerous. And the same thing with our mind is sometimes we go that there's this path that we're going down. And we just realize sometimes we realize, you know, it's a stupid path. I mean, it's a dumb path. This is not getting me where I need to go. And at first, we just start going down this other path, and it's not easy at first because it's something we haven't thought. This is the big path. This is the big way that we've been accustomed to. And over here is something that we haven't been, so, but we, we need to decide, you know what, we're going to make a, a new path. Let me give you a for instance. I'm going to try to be real practical. Maybe you can relate to this. Some of you, it, it's, it's just this. Maybe you think you're about to meet somebody or you're about to be in front of a group and, and go with a group and everything. And the fir- the, your thought, your first thought is, they're not going to like me. They're not going to like me. I mean, they're, you know, people don't like me. They're not going to like me. I'm not going to fit in. They're not going to. And what you've just done is you've created a pathway right there. That the next time all of a sudden you have an opportunity to be with people and everything or a person and, and that why, you're going to go right back to that and it's going to be a little deeper this time. It's going to be a little deeper and deeper. And pretty soon, that's your standard MO. That every time you have an opportunity to meet somebody or go on a date or go or be in a, you know, a, whatever it is, that you're going to think, they're not going to like me. And, and, you've, you've, and you know what? The chances are they probably won't because you've already, you've, you've made that way. You've taken that path. But if the same thing, you, you think, you know what? They're going to like me. You know, I have something to offer and everything, and I'm a child of God, and they're going to they're gonna like me. This person's going to like me. And the next time you have an opportunity, it, you created a new path, and you've created a different path, and suddenly this is the way you go. And you know what? Pretty soon people are going to like you. Pretty soon you're going to have great opportunities when you see that. Not all the time, of course, or anything. There's going to be problems and stuff, but it's going to be a different mindset, and you're going to have different results because of, uh, because of different mindsets. And here's what my friends and I did. We made, we made two de- First, we made a decision, and we said, this way is not helpful. This way is a better way to go. And then we did something. We took action. You did, not only do you decide that, but you also take, uh, take action. And go ahead and show those two paths up there. There it is right there. And I want you to think of this. This is obviously one path has been used an awful lot, and this guy's kind of venturing out on a, on a new path right there. 
And I want you to picture that that's kind of what we are. And say, say the path to the left is the way you've been going for years. And it, but you realize, you know what, this is just not good. This, is, this has not been a beneficial thing. And you start out on the other. Uh, and and maybe, maybe this is the thought that you've been, you've been thinking for a, for a long time. Maybe you've, uh, maybe you've been thinking, you know, God's not faithful. God's, God really doesn't answer prayer. He's not, he doesn't have the best for my life. And then you realize, you know what, that is, that's gotten me nowhere in life. It's hurt my relationship with him. It's never helped my outlook in life. And I'm going to start going a different path. And I want you to know at the start, it may be difficult. There may be sagebrush there. There's no path whatsoever. There's nothing, nothing there. But as soon as you start doing that, you're going to realize this path is getting bigger of going, you know what, I can trust God. God is faithful. And after a while, you know what's going to happen? That path over to the left, it's going to overgrow. It's going to overgrow, and it's not even going to be a path anymore. And there's going to be a big path over to the right. And suddenly, and, and here's the thing that I've noticed as I was doing this, this series and writing this, I'm thinking, you know, that's, I can look back in my life on several things, lies that I believed, lies I believed about myself, lies I believed about God. And, and I started going the other way and started, you know what, this has never helped me one time. This has never helped me. All it's done is hurt me. And, and I want to take a new path. I'm deciding to go a new path, and I'm going down that, going down that way. And suddenly, after, and first it's kind of difficult because you believe this lie for so long that you still, it's hard to believe the truth. But after a while, you start believing this truth, and, and soon you realize you don't even go there anymore. And, and suddenly this has no power in your life. That lie has died because you believe the truth. And, you know, make no mistake, there's still ones I need to do there, and I need to go down that, that other thing. But I can look back and see victorious ways because I've chosen of going, that way is not good. I'm going to choose this way from, uh, from now on. So what do we do? We need to, we need to see, uh, see which of our thoughts are nonproductive and destructive lies. We need to get off that path, and we need to create a positive God-honoring uh, neural pathway from that time on. I'll give you an example of two ladies, okay? One lady that, well, first of all, I want you to picture this. I know this is, this is hard to imagine, but imagine that you're upset with somebody in your family. I know, I know your family doesn't have that, but that, that actually happens in some families, if you can imagine that. You're upset at, your, at your, your husband, your wife. You're upset at your parents. You're upset at your, at your children. You're upset at your siblings. Something in there. I know it's unimaginable, but just imagine that happening. Now, imagine the second thing. Imagine you, you know, thinking something. You're mad, and you yell at them. I mean, you just, that's how you respond. You just lash out at them. I know, I know that's, you know, just go with me on this. I know it's never happened in your house, but just go with me on this. But can you, so what you've done is you've just created a path. And so the next time there's, you're upset with somebody, you go down that path and you go down that path and you go down and it's bigger and wider and it's pretty soon your standard MO, every time you're upset, blah, it comes out on your, your, your mouth. Now, I, I want to, again, I want to say two, you know, there was, there's an example of, of two ladies, and there was one that that's what happened, especially this person grew up in a household that that's what you did. You yelled when you, when you got upset, and this person was doing this in their, own, in their own family, and there was a person, a friend of theirs asked and said, has this ever gotten you one time where you wanted it to go, ever? Has, has, has yelling, has it ever accomplished what you wanted it to? And the person said, no, never has said, is there possibly, is this way, what has this way done? It's destructive. It's been destructive for my family. It's been destructive in my relationship, every relationship I have. Now, here's the problem with lady number one, is that lady, she recognized the problem, but to my knowledge, never really got off that path and never went on the path of going, okay, I need to change the way I'm, I'm thinking. There's another lady that I, that I know that she saw that and recognized that, and she goes, you know what? I'm, this, all this is doing is hurting me. All this is hurting is, is my relationships and everything around, and she made a decision 
that from now on, I'm going to do something about it. And it wasn't all easy all at once, and, and there were mistakes and everything, but, they, but, but there was an attempt that every time I was upset, she counted to three, she counted to five, she counted to ten, she counted to five hundred, whatever it took. Sometimes she said that she needed to go out and go, you know what? I just need to take a break. I'm kind of upset, and I don't want to say anything, so I'm just, I'll be back in five minutes and come back. Sometimes she just prayed under her breath and things. Sometimes she said she hugged. She went up, and whoever does, she just hugged and said, you know what? I'm not the enemy. You're not the enemy. Let's talk about this calmly. And suddenly there's a whole new pathway, a whole new way of relating and, and everything. Maybe there's, um, in the relationship, again, all the relationships in her, in her life uh, grew instead of, instead of were torn apart. Maybe you don't feel good about yourself. And what your thought is, one time you had this thought of going, you know what, I'm just going to go eat something. I'm going to go eat something. And suddenly you've created a pathway between, between not feeling good and your refrigerator. And instead of the Holy Spirit being your comforter, Ben and Jerry become your comforter, right? And so what happened is then you, don't, you, you do that and you feel even worse about yourself, which makes you where you go and, and eat some more, which makes you feel worse about yourself, which makes it... And there's this vicious, horrible cycle now imagine with something going, you know what, the next time, I, okay, I realize this is not productive in my life. In fact, this is unhealthy for my life. So what I'm going to do is the next time that I feel, that I feel bad about myself, I'm going to go take a walk. Or I'm going to go exercise. And you know what, something, all of a sudden you start feeling, you do something good. And again, your body fills with dopamine. It's going, wow, that was good. I want to do that again. And suddenly you have a healthy thing. You've started a whole healthy cycle instead of a negative cycle. You're healthier. Everything's better. Your mind feels better. And you're feeling good thoughts instead of bad thoughts about, your, about yourself. And it starts a healthy cycle instead of a negative one. And so here it is. Identify the number one stronghold that's holding, that's holding you back. What is that? Why, why is it important to define it? Because you can't defeat it until you define it. So what is that? Take one moment and just think, what is that one area that we're going to go after right now? What is the lie that you've been thinking? Here's the thing to do. The Bible says, take it captive to make it obedient to Christ Jesus. Take every thought captive. What in the world does that mean? In the Greek, it literally means to take a sword or a spear and hold something at bay and saying, you're out of here. I want to tell you about, there's a, a guy in my, uh, in my first church that I was a pastor. His name was, was Ricky. Uh, I'll just tell you a little funny thing about it. Ricky was, a, uh, was, was an 82nd Airborne, and, and he would come to church because, because his girlfriend came to church, and, and I'd talk to him about the Lord, yeah, 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 Lord, yeah, son, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of this only one time, Ricky jumped out of an airplane, and his static line did not, uh, you know, did not go. So he pulled the reserve, and it stuck on his helmet, and he pulled it one more time, and I wasn't there, but the people that saw it said he was about 100 to 150 feet above the ground, and it just barely, he caught enough air not to kill him. He landed on his back, his air, you know, all the air was knocked out of him. His commanding officer, with all the love of the military, comes up and said, get on your feet, troop. He said he made up cuss words on the spot right there. But he said this, he came up to me, he goes, Lowell, I'm, 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 I'm ready. <laughs> and maybe he just, he literally had the Hades scared out of him. But he was in, uh, in a desert storm. He was uh, in a unit there, and he was on guard duty one night. And all of a sudden, a few Iraqi soldiers, three Iraqi soldiers came up, and they were trying to sneak into the, to the camp. And he, uh, I'll tell you what he didn't do. He didn't say, hey, don't worry about it. You know, come on in and everything. Because he knew they were there to kill, steal, and destroy. And what we need to realize, and then he took them captive. And that's exactly what we need to do. We need to realize that every thought that is a lie it is not okay. It is there to kill, steal, and destroy. It is there to hurt us. It is there to harm us. It is there to take us, take us captive. And so what we need to do is we need to take it captive instead and say, 
Go back to hell where you belong. This is not of God. This is not of, this is not of you. It is not productive. It is not helpful. I take you captive and I cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ. And the third thing is, is this, is that we, that we name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. You know, our military, I talked to somebody this, this week that is, uh, you know, that is very, you know, in a strategic place in our military, and I just talked to him about strongholds. And he, they said, you know, there's, there's certain things that we go after different, different strongholds with, and there's missiles that go after certain strongholds. There's something called a bunker buster that, that goes in, and it doesn't blow up immediately. It goes down, and then it blows up. And there's, there's flamethrowers that take off certain bunkers. There's different, but here's the thing I want you to know. There's, there's a word of God. There's a promise of God there's a, that, that takes out any stronghold that you have. And maybe the thought is that, you, that is in your mind that says, that you're, that says you're, you're ugly and you can go, no, 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 I am fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. You can maybe say, God will never forgive me. And you say, no, Bible says when I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive my sins and he will cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Now, th- therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in, in Christ Jesus. And you could say, you know what, I'm always going to be miserable. And you go, no, 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 the joy of the Lord is my strength. And you could be saying that things aren't going to work out. You know what? No, never, things are just not going to work out in your life. You're just one of those people. And you say, no, God says he's going to work all things together for good for those who can love me and are called according to his purpose. I'm always going to be alone. I'm just always going to be alone. No, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you, says the Lord. And what we need to do is we need to remember, we need to realize what, what the lie is. What is the lie in your life? Let's take that captive right now. And what is the truth of God's word that's going to attack that? If we can pray. And maybe you're here right now. If we could just stand, actually, at this moment. And there's going to be people down here. The prayer team is down here. The altar is open. And it's time we do business with God. It's time we go, that that lie has done enough damage. You've been captive to that lie long enough. And God is saying today, it's, it's not just that you deal with it. We demolish it with the Word of God. So grab hold of that. What is the lie? What is the lie? What's the, how, has that lie helped you out? Has it helped you? Has it benefited your life? Or has it done destructive things? So what we do right now in our mind that we say, no more. I'm not going down that anymore. I take that thought captive in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to begin a new pathway, a new way of thinking. And every time that old way comes up, I'm going to go to a new way. And I'm going to say the truth of God's word about whatever that is in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you want prayer for anything, if you're dealing or you just want to come down and you, you're dealing with this, because if we're honest, can we just say every one of us are dealing with one or multiple things where we are dealing with that lies that Satan, because that's what he does. That's his job. That's what he does. He just bombards us with lies. So if we're saying, if we're pretending that we don't deal with any of this, you know, the Bible says we're, you know, we're, we're a liar ourselves because we're dealing with this. Every one of us deal with lies of the enemy because that's who he is and that's what he does. But God comes to give us life and have it abundantly. And he says, we shall know the truth and the truth will set us free. And right now, God, we pray for your truth to set us free. We break that lie in the name of Jesus Christ. We hold it. We take it captive. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. And we say, no more, no more, no more. Go back to hell where it belongs. And God, I receive your truth. I receive the truth of what you say in your word about me, about you, about life, about this world, about what is important, about what priorities are, about whatever it is. I receive your truth. I no longer that. I cast that down in the name of Jesus Christ. And right now, God, I receive by faith. I receive your truth. And all God's people said, amen.